the Talent Talks podcast from Clarivate. Hello, I'm Bav Palmer. Welcome to the Clarivate Talent Talks podcast. During this series, we'll be inviting Clarivate leaders to talk about their own career journey, their leadership style, and what skills and talents they look for when adding new team members. With me today is Gail Morrison. Gail is the Senior Vice President of Global Customer Service at Clarivate. Gail joined Clarivate in 2018 and was hired to create a unified global customer service organization that delights customers by providing an exceptional service experience at every touch point. She led the team through a great deal of change over the last three years and along with her team has hired over 250 new colleagues during that time. Prior to that, Gail held leadership roles at iStata Services, that's the parent company of the New York Stock Exchange, Intercontinental Exchange, NASDAQ and Thomson Reuters. Gail graduated from Boston College and has a home and a family in the Boston area. So welcome, Gail. Thank you very, very much for joining us today. How are you? Hi, Beth. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very well on a Friday morning in Boston, Massachusetts. And this is our first Clarivate Talent Talk. So very, very exciting indeed. Gail, if you could first start by telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit as well about your career journey. Sure. So I have been working in customer service for I hate to say it, over 25 years now, and have always loved the service industry. It's always interesting to talk about your history a little bit. I started out as an English major at university, and my parents always told me, you better do something in summer internships where you're going to get some practical experience. And so I had always worked in the summers at brokerage firms, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I ended up taking a job in that field after college. And it turned out that I was pretty good at customer service and working with clients on challenging issues that they had. And so I sort of fell into creating a career in customer service. And I was lucky enough to have really good bosses and mentors and champions who kept pushing me forward in in larger leadership positions. So Here I am 25 plus years later, still finding fresh and new, important ways to see if we can't improve the customer experience. I have three children who are 24, 23, and 21. And I, as I mentioned, had really good bosses and mentors who gave me a lot of flexibility, continuing to grow my career while I had these young kids at one point at home. And so I found ways to make that all work and still fulfill some of the things that I really loved doing. Now, are there some memorable moments in your career? Yes, and certainly I'll be remiss in saying, you know, the reason that I love being at Clarivate so much is because there's so many opportunities to continue doing the things I like. But I do have memorable moments. Certain things always jump out, right? In in my first job, I was a sales assistant and I built really good relationships with the customers that I was helping to support. And then my career sort of moved into training and I would go out and visit these clients in person and I would do a lot of training and I really found that I liked that. And then I moved into more of a junior sales role and all the people who I had been working with and training and seeing in person when it came time for me to negotiate contracts with them and get them to sign contracts, I had more than one person say, literally come back with someone wearing pants and I'll sign that contract for you. And I remember, and I still feel it, like the outrage 
over some of those things. And I thought sales is not for me. You know, I really enjoy the working with customers and trying to help them solve their problems. But this other sales part isn't for me. And that solidified in many ways my path in customer service. I had some really interesting experiences, as did just about everyone in the U.S. around 9-11. The company had asked, um, because there was so much happening, had asked my team to take all of the customer service calls that were coming in from a whole bunch of different groups that I didn't support because they knew my team was going to be able to handle that change and support customers through a challenging time. And I was really proud of my team for being chosen to do that and the trust people had in me. And of course, now at Clarivate, which is a company that I, you know, I feel so passionately about. We're doing incredible work right now related to standing up our global business centers Um, which has a big impact in customer service. And so some really amazing things have happened over the last year, despite COVID, with growth and opportunity and a lot of hiring. And so it's been a real highlight for me to work through that now. And in terms of the customer experience space, tell me a little bit about that, what changes you've seen over the last 20 years or so. Yes. Well, it's interesting because sometimes I think people think about customer experience as customer service. And it's really, of course, not that at all. Customer experience starts from the very first point that they become aware of your company and are interested in it all the way through every touch point from looking at your website or starting to talk to a salesperson, having a a demo, signing a contract, using the products, getting your first bill, renewals. The whole part of it is the customer experience. And so you have to be really careful as a company that you think about that end-to-end, start-to-finish, and hopefully not a finish, but an ongoing relationship with your customers and map out what that experience looks like and then make sure those connection points work seamlessly. And we do that really well at Clarivate. It's a big focus of ours. And so I've seen a lot of that change from people really understanding it's the whole experience, not just little components that make the customer happy and want to renew working with you and and keep them loyal. And then, of course, there's all kinds of changes, right? Many people now don't want to talk on the phone. They prefer live chat or using customer portals to self-service and get the information they want without having to wait for someone or to use old mechanisms of emailing people or, or having to wait in a queue. So lots and lots of changes over time. And we're really careful about making sure we don't do things that we think the customer wants. We really listen to like, what does the customer really want to need? If they're really more volume in chat, we need to make sure we're there more often. We're always doing more with customer portals across the company to give them that experience that they need. And one of the great things about Clarivate, we have a target that 70% of the time we can answer customers' question at the first point of contact. And so it's really important from a customer experience perspective that we get them to someone right away who can help them from the most basic to the most sophisticated question. And so we think about that experience they have so we can very well support and help them as soon as they get to us. And we make that as easy as possible to actually get to someone quickly. In terms of today, how does Clarivate see the customer experience? Well, you know, like I mentioned, we think about the customer experience from start to finish. And so we also really focus on what we call an outside-in approach from the customer's perspective, not from our own perspective and not from a product perspective, 
how we really make sure that we're able to understand what they're doing, the workflow that they have, and how we're going to be able to support them throughout their entire journey with us. And then we we do work internally quite a bit through different tools and technology, as I mentioned before, to make those touch points smooth, the handoffs between teams and using our technology in smarter ways and building really important trusted relationships with customers throughout that journey. And we measure it, you know, in all kinds of different ways through customer delight and how we think about that and how we measure that through surveys. So a lot of different aspects of what we think about when it comes to clarivating customer experience. Tell us a little bit about your team. You are leading a global organization. What does that look like in terms of your team and and how do they work together? How does everything fit together in terms of the team? Yes, I'm so proud of the team I work with today. So we have about 400 people spread across the globe in, I'm going to say, 25 different locations. And we run a 24 by 5 operation, soon to be 24 by 7, because our customers are not only working Monday through Friday. You know, it's a team of very talented people across a wide variety of different products and customer segments that we work with in multiple languages who are very well trained to understand the customers and what they're doing, how they're using our products and consuming our data and ways that we can support them from the most basic to some very sophisticated questions and solutions they're looking for. So it's a great group that is very highly skilled and very passionate about supporting customers. And so I'm really proud to lead this team. And from what you say there, I mean, if you're covering such a wide area, you do really need a a diverse team and be that from background or from culture or from even just different ages and different experiences. Would you say that that's what makes that team really strong, the differences that they can bring to it? Well, there's no doubt being part of a global organization means that we benefit tremendously from different input from people around the globe, from different vantage points that people come at solutions with for the languages that we cover. And of course, our customers are unique, even if they're using the same suite of products in different locations some of their jobs are different. Some of the requirements that they have for local language or cultural differences are really critical to making sure that the customer experience for that customer in that location is exactly what they need it to be for them to feel like it's exceptional. And so um, nothing can beat having like a global team that coordinates around the globe to make sure that we are really properly and well supporting everyone. It's a huge part of how Clarivate operates, that we have this really international, global way of thinking. With folks distanced by time zones and continents, how do you maintain healthy engagement levels on your team? How do you keep everything running nicely and smoothly? Well, we have lots of process and procedures and and obviously technology at our disposal. But as a big global organization, we are very connected in everything that we do. So of course, you know, from a perspective of trying to keep 400 plus people all on the same page, we do a lot of town hall meetings where we bring everyone together and we talk about what's happening. We have, you know, standing leadership team meetings and then next level team meetings where we're always making sure everyone's engaged and hearing from different parts of the team around the globe on what's happening and what they're doing with their customers. We do a really nice job with updating 
through these bi-weekly newsletters that I write and send out, keeping everyone posted on what's happening. We have lots of ways that we recognize and reward people through quarterly updates on things that are going on. And we have a really nice new page on our company intranet called The Lens, where we'll be celebrating success and sharing even more across the company what's going on. And so, of course, like the tactical things of how the team works around the globe are easy and sort of standard in a service organization, but it's the way we communicate and share information and celebrate success and make sure everyone's always up to speed on things. That's really what makes our team click and work so well together. And can you give us an overview of some of your most popular positions supporting the customer experience? Yes, certainly. So I'll just stick to a few high-level key themes. So we have a lot of roles that are product support representatives. These are people who are on the phones or interacting with customers via live chat or through web forms or emails all day, every day, working on simple to complex issues in a certain area of expertise, whether that's more science-focused or whether that's more focused on the intellectual property side of the business. They are what I would consider to be frontline, customer-facing, really critical roles where people are really highly trained to be able to answer customer questions on our products or data or solutions. And those are, you know, people who sometimes join the company in a beginning role, but people stay in some of those positions for years and years because the expertise is really critical and they build that often over time. Then we have roles that are product specialists, people who become like really deep domain experts in a particular area. Many of them on our team have advanced degrees, master's degrees and PhDs, law degrees, a really incredible group of people. Sometimes we grow product specialists, people evolve into those roles, which is a really nice career path. Sometimes we hire people from the outside as new colleagues who have those specialty areas and customers really, as you might imagine, resonate with talking with someone. Again, back to that notion that people really understand the role that they're in and their user persona and what they're trying to do. And so having access to a specialist is critical. We have service account manager types of roles in certain parts of our business. The relationship with the customer, a service account manager has a portfolio of clients that they work with. And so they really build strong relationships and a real deep rapport with those clients. And so that's a little bit different from someone who is in one of our cues answering questions based on the the nature of the work we're doing with those customers. There's also some of those positions where you own a group of clients that you work closely with. So we run the gamut from different types of support, again, based on what our customers need and how we can best make sure we match up to their expectations. And what industries do these individuals support? Yeah, it's really interesting because we have a variety of different types of customers, all of whom are very sophisticated. So whether you're someone doing academic research in publishing, if you're working on drug discovery or looking to commercialize or protect your innovations in that world of patents and trademarks, we run the gamut of what we like to call the life cycle of innovation from the very start where someone might have an idea and all of the different areas through research and then actually creating something and protecting that, we run through that entire life cycle and my team supports through different products and different groups that they're in, every type of person who could be working in that life cycle. So at the moment we have just organized ourselves in 
what we call customer segments, whether you're supporting the academic and government segment and all of the different types of people who fall into that segment. There's a life sciences and healthcare segment, which is with so much going on in terms of discovery and innovation, a really important component of what we do. And then there's our entire intellectual property, our IP life cycle of customers and a variety of products that we support along the way. So it's really a soup to nuts support model for anything to do with innovation and then ultimately protecting and commercializing those innovations. Now a little bit of a fun question. What are the characteristics of the colleague that does well on your team? Maybe the top three or something like that. What makes somebody really stand out? Mm, Good question. So we look for people who have a real passion for customer service excellence. As you can imagine now through our conversation, nothing that we do is very transactional in nature when it comes to customer service. We're like in these deep conversations, we have an expectation that you know we're going to sleuth around and solve problems and do whatever it takes to get answers to tough questions. So really being passionate about liking to talk with customers and enjoying that sleuthing and solutioning is really first and foremost what we expect from people, that you can hear it in their voice, that they enjoy that part of the work. We also talk a lot in our interview process about hiring people who are quote unquote curious learners. These are complicated products. We're changing and growing all the time. There's new things happening all the time. There is a real desire to make sure that we hire people who are always interested in like learning more about the products, going deeper in what's happening, understanding the data more, like taking on, you know, new things, growing into different areas. And so being a curious learner is something really critical to us. And we also tell people as we onboard them and we talk about it through the interview process, we're here to set them up for success, right? We want people who are going to join us, not to take a job, but to start a career. And so the idea that they're always going to be in learning mode, not just after they get onboarded, but ongoing and that they enjoy that and they really want that to be part of the way they operate. That's really important. So passion for service, being a curious learner. Um, We talk about having a can-do spirit. We need to solve problems. We don't take no for an answer. We don't settle for just trying to do the bare amount to answer someone's question. You know it when you see it or when you experience right anywhere in your life about when you had great customer service and when you just had either "Eh, it was okay and I got my answer or you had a terrible experience. You know it when you see it when someone has a a can-do spirit and really cares about the whole experience. And so that's important to us. I guess the last thing I would say is we really like people and expect them to think like a customer, you know, be interested in what that customer is doing and use your expertise to be able to answer their questions. And so that's that's a fourth, but thinking like a customer is important. Looking a little bit deeper into an average day, what does an average day look like for these roles? Mm, Good question. There probably isn't an average day. And that's a good thing. I think people, you know, who want to come to work for us, that's a good thing. There is nothing I mentioned before. There's nothing transactional about the nature of the work that we do in customer service at Clarivate. It's not like taking an order or answering questions, you know, that come in in a huge, fast volume, which of course that happens too. But we are really solving critical problems. Customers might call and they're using some of our products and they're trying to get a certain result for a search they're trying to do and they can't figure it out. And so you could spend, you know, 
an hour on the phone with a customer one day, just trying to work through what ultimately the end result of something is that they're trying to achieve. You might, you know, have them three kind of quick questions in a row about data or something about our editorial operations or a how-to question that you can answer really quickly. Part of your day, you're following up on cases from the previous day or because of the unique nature of our products, we work with a lot of other internal teams that we would call our resolver groups who might also have to go off and do some work to be able to research and answer a customer question. So there's a lot of give and take to your day. You know, ultimately, of course, we're responsible for making sure any incoming questions get managed, but there's still a lot of proactive outreach. There's a lot of follow-up. There's a lot of customer communication. There's training that we may be doing um, when someone calls and they don't know how to use the product. So it's quite different every day. And I think that's what makes people enjoy the job so much and why many people stay for a really long time working with customers because it's fun and different every day. The nature of your day can be unique and that's a good part of the job. No day is the same and come prepared for new adventures every day, which I think sounds great for a job. I think nowadays everybody is always looking for something exciting. You know, there's going to be something new every day. And if there is something new, there's always a challenge. There's always a problem solved. And I think there's always space to learn and grow if there is something new, which is fantastic. What are the key performance indicators for this role in particular? And what level of productivity is required for them? How are they judged? If you could touch on a bit of that for us. Sure. Even though people are doing quite different things from a product or user perspective, um, the underlying way that we think about and measure and look at our team's performance is the same. And so when we hire new colleagues for the first time, they all go through a really fantastic onboarding program that spans many, many weeks. Throughout that program, they get all kinds of in-person learning and live sessions and all kinds of customer service training in addition to product training. So part of the way we measure them is there's a certification throughout their entire onboarding that are good checks and balances. How are they doing? Do they understand the material? What does that look like? There are tests, there are demos they do, there are teach-back sessions, and there's all kinds of scores that go along with people getting certified. And then, you know, people have a assigned buddy when they join and often those buddies stay working with them for a long time. And so there's a whole component of peer review that we do as you start working on cases or you're taking calls or you're responding to customers, there's a buddy who's working with you on that. And so we have a really good grading system around how well you're evolving through peer review so we can see people's progress and help them with anything, you know, if they need more learning in something, if they, you know, there's a particular part of the product that's challenging that they need more support on. So we have some really good metrics. We have some pretty standard KPIs across the entire team. Whether that's, you know, a 30 second pickup time for our phone calls and for live chat, which we're always trying to drive that down to even tighter pickup times, whether that's a 30 minute case pickup time for any of our questions that come from customers through email or web form. Of course, we have, you know, all kinds of metrics that we measure in scorecards, you know, how to an individual level, a team level, a global level, our teams are doing. And then we do a really nice job surveying customers about how their experience was with us when we close a case with them. And part of that measurement also includes, you know, how easy was it to work with the service team 
at that point of contact? And how was the representative that you worked with? How knowledgeable was that person? And so we actually get individual scores from people, from customers for individual members of our team. So we have lots of ways that we look at not just numbers on a scorecard, but all kinds of components of how people are performing. And everyone knows what those are. And there's lots of good coaching and we share all those metrics. And so people have a very good sense of how they're doing. And of course, we look at it to make sure that they get recognition for how they're doing and any extra support, which you know we have all kinds of ways to make sure people can get additional learning or dive deeper into any product. So it's, it's quite comprehensive what we can track for individuals. Is there opportunity to learn and develop on your team? And I think the answer is going to be a resounding yes, but um, I'll let you dive a little bit deeper into that. Yes, a resounding yes. There are so many opportunities. It's one of the reasons that I, I love our team and some of the things that we can do. People have incredible tenure in many cases on our team because they just are so able to evolve and grow with what's happening in the industries that they're used to and support that there's always something new happening at Clarivate. We do a lot of acquisitions. Our industries are growing and changing at such a fast pace that the job is always changing and growing too. And there's just so many ways to keep yourself learning and growing. You know, I did say before, whether it's within my team, which is what I really want, because, you know, if, if a goal is to make sure customers get to talk to experts, you build that expertise over time by doing a lot of the work and just talking with and interacting with and engaging with customers all the time and then expanding from there. So yes, tons of opportunity within customer service. If you're interested in other areas of the company, we are very happy to help people, whether they're interested in product and going deeper in product. And like we said before, in sales or customer success teams, lots of ways that people, when they come to Clarivate, we want them to start a career and we wanna help them grow that career within our company. And we work really hard to make sure that that happens. And if one of our listeners, you know, did want to explore one or, or more of these opportunities that we've spoken about today, how is the best way to engage with your hiring teams? Well, I would just have people reach out directly to me. That's probably the easiest way. So they can find me at, at gail.morrison at clarivate.com. Certainly they can look at our website, clarivate.com, and they can find us there. You know, I love to talk about customer service and we're always hiring people. And so we're really selective about people who we want to join the company. And we just love to talk to people who are interested. So just make it easy. They can find me or they can find us on the, the Clarivate website and we'd be thrilled to talk to anyone. Very useful advice. Thank you, Gail. And that's really all we've got time for today. So just if you want more information, please visit our website, clarivate.com or contact Gail and the team at gail.morrison at clarivate.com. We want you to join us next time when we'll be enjoying some more talent talk. Until then, goodbye. And again, thank you so, so much, Gail. Thank you. The Talent Talks podcast from Clarivate. Clarivate.